0: isn 't it just great to uh, just to be so free in worship and i 'm um, just really thankful to to the band for giving up their time and for the sound team and and everyone else um, that 's made it possible for us to just have the chance to to meet with God and praise God this evening so thank you so much i 'm um, matt barham i 'm one of the occasional preachers here in the in the parish, um, and I'm just going to take a few minutes to share with you something um, that I felt was really important to me. Actually, during 2022, um, and uh, whether you're here tonight, uh, sitting down on one of these chairs, or whether you're joining us online, um, it suggests something about you. I, I could be wrong; maybe you're forced to come, but it it probably suggests that you're hungry. You're hungry for God. You're hungry to meet with God. You're hungry to receive from him. It's probably not that you've got everything sorted with faith and life, but there is a desire in you somewhere, however mixed up with all your other desires and emotions, but there's something in there to have more of God in your life. And I really want to encourage you that God sees that. He cares about that and he loves it. He put it there, put that desire in you in the first place. It was um, almost a year to the day that I stood up here and committed to attending every prayer meeting, every monthly prayer meeting that we run in, in the church And trust me when I tell you that was also born of very mixed motives and emotions. But but I was desperate. I'd never thought of myself as a, a praying type. But when I'd heard that Richard had sat here all by himself that December back in 2021, it was like the kind of hunger in me became literally starving and I had a really deep conviction to pray. And so I started to join um, the monthly uh, prayer meetings along with a few other uh, people. And, and um, you might know that we've been meeting um, every week actually as well to pray for this service and the community. And uh, in meeting with those very, very godly people that had been praying for far longer than I had, I actually began to enjoy it. As I prayed, I found I had more of an appetite to spend time with God. I was being inspired by the people around me and encouraged. And those regular meetings became like an anchor in what was a pretty turbulent world and a turbulent year. And then in the summer, we we went to New Wine, this Christian conference, and we heard this great speaker called John Tyson I really, really recommend his, his books and his, his podcasts. And during one of his talks, he was talking about revivals. And he'd done loads of research on all the different revivals, those times where God kind of comes in power and there are um, kind of loads of miracles and thousands of people being converted. And he'd studied all those different revivals and he was trying to find uh, the kind of common theme. Was it, um, was it the kind of theology of, of the the place, or was it um, a different kind of denomination? was it um, their commitment to the to the poor and the needy? was it kind of um, a strategy for evangelism? was it the moral purity of their leadership? was it the gifts of their preachers? and he was trying to find a correlation what unlocks revival and after all that, he only came up with one Conclusion, God shows up where he's wanted, where people are hungry for him. And he went on to say, how does God know that he's wanted? What do people do when they want God, or indeed actually anyone, to show up? They ask him. They invite them. They cry out to them. They pray. I found that so encouraging. I've been even more convinced of the need to pray. Um, anyone in the house group that we go to will know that I've become a bit of a pest about it, really. And so on the, um, on the monthly prayer meeting week, we now don't have house group. We don't meet that week. And we all come to the prayer meeting I, I often get given this slot, the sort of 1st of January slot, because I'm a teacher, some of you will know. And so it's one of the few weeks I can do before term gets too busy. And often the 1st of January slot is, is talking about the Magi. And this week, um, if, if you came to church this morning, say that I think the church label for this week is worshipped. And it's all about the Magi. But I spoke about that last year, and I spoke about their curiosity So as I was preparing for this little sort of five or ten minute um, segment, just before Christmas I um, was reading a reflection about Simeon, one of the most overlooked men in the Bible, and we're going to study him um, next week. So there'll be more about Simeon. Um, But just very briefly, we we don't know much about him. He's only um, mentioned in a few verses in Luke 2. If you want to look, it's on page uh, 1028. So we don't know much about him. We don't know how long he lived. We don't know about his hobbies, his passions, his family. But God knew Simeon. And as far as the scriptures are concerned, that's all that matters. This is what Luke 2, or part of it, says. There was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. And Tyson um, reminds us, he wrote this just before Christmas, which is what I was reading. The majority of people missed the birth of Jesus. God snuck into our world almost unnoticed, but a few people were let in on the secret of his coming. A few people, like the Magi. They beheld the miracle in their midst while the world moved slowly on. And Simeon was one of them too. The priests dedicating Jesus didn't notice the Messiah in front of them. Pharisees didn't notice Jesus in their quest for holiness. The Sadducees didn't notice Jesus in their navigation of Roman power. The Essenes didn't notice Jesus in their protests against compromise. But the Magi did. Simeon did. A normal, godly man held the Messiah. What set them apart? Why did God tell them what he withheld from others? It was their hunger. Simeon's heart was set on the kingdom of God, the consolation of God's people. While other men his age were concerned with the normal pursuits of life, Simeon's heart longed for more. His heart was connected with God's larger concerns, not just his own problems. What I see here with Simeon is a man who allowed his hunger for God to grow. That feeling of discomfort and weakness he had, knowing that he hadn't yet seen or experienced all that God had in store. He didn't let it be crowded out by all the other hungers in his life. And that's what I suppose I want us to think about today. I believe that all of us have a hunger for God inside. But we have lots of other hungers too, because we're human. Some of them are very big and very strong. We hunger for acceptance and love, we hunger for success or money. We hunger for personal comfort or resolution of problems. We hunger for more time on our phones or our computers. These hungers shout loudly at us. They shout, you need to satisfy us. And whilst we may need to sometimes hear what they have to say, Can I encourage you all to listen most carefully to that hunger for God that's inside of you? Can I encourage you to protect that hunger for God in 2023? Give it all the attention it needs. Nurture it. Allow it to grow. Surround yourself with other people who share that hunger, that same desire And let it lead you to wherever it might take you. For me, it was into prayer for last year. But for you, it won't be the same. It'll be something different. But let that hunger for more of God be your overriding hunger this year. And then relax. Let your loving, heavenly Father who knows you and will never stop loving you. Just do all the rest. Why don't you spend a few minutes now just with your eyes closed, maybe with your palms open? Let me pray as we just wait on God. Allow him in this just still quiet space to speak to you, to speak to us. Father, I thank you that we're here because we're hungry to meet with you. I thank you that you, you know that, you love that. I thank you that you are a God that responds So right now Lord we we welcome you in this place. We pray your spirit now would come and fill this place. Would you whisper into our ears would you speak to us? Would you inspire us Lord? Would you help us to know you that bit better? In Jesus' name, amen. So what I suggest now, actually, is we just stay in this place. The the band will be coming up, no doubt. But um, just maybe spend a couple more minutes just waiting on God. And if you... If you would like to pray with anyone, then then please head over to the prayer corner and there'll be a couple of people there that can that can pray with you. But use this next set of worship to respond in whichever way you see fit. It might be that you just stay in your seats. It might be that you, you kind of um, ask someone that you came with, a friend, to, to pray with you. It might be that you want to, to do something quite physical and come to the front and just kneel down or lie at the back or do whatever you want to do. But don't waste this opportunity. It's so rare, isn't it, for us us to have a service which can be this free, where we can give it all to God, give all this time in worship and, and praise and prayer. So don't waste this chance. Amen.